Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and welcome to First Person Puro, a blog covering Irish and American politics with a progressive slant. Well, this is my third um, of these videos uh, coming from uh, my First Person Puro headquarters, and hopefully this will be the last with my COVID hair. It hasn't been cut. It's, it's today. We're now at the beginning of May, and it hasn't been cut since December, and that's the, I think, though probably the longest I've ever gone. It's getting way too long. It's driving me mad, but uh, I've been a good boy and not trying to find sneaky alternative ways of getting it cut. And I won't do a razor thing. So, but you don't, anyway, you're not watching this to see how I am. That's just um, how I'm feeling about how I'm looking at myself here in on the screen. Let's get on with what we're talking about today, shall we? It is, uh, this is the third video, like I said, and uh, the first one was about uh, the Derek Chauvin trial. So look back in the feed for that. Uh, there's been a further update since then. It turns out they found out apparently one of the jurors was seen at a rally wearing some kind of um, a, a T-shirt, which was protesting, saying, uh, get off my neck or something, have your knee on my neck or something like that. So uh, obviously the right is going to be up in arms about that and they might look for a mistrial. Uh, we knew they were going to appeal the decision anyway, so this kind of helps them. So that that's kind of active until the sentencing is supposed to be um, passed in June. So that's how that's going. Uh, last week, I spoke about uh, Joe Biden's first 100 days in office. And this was just before he gave his State of the Union speech, not an official name, but that's what he ended up. Uh, that's what it ended up being. Um, it was boring. It was a boring speech. He, he hit all his notes. He talked about COVID. He talked about uh, different policies like his um, uh, infrastructure and immigration and all these things he's working on. I mean, you know, with, with the details and all, it was it wasn't you know it was hard to get anyone excited. Uh, but again, it, it it's just that it, it, he's not Trump, and just the sight of him sitting in front now he's another old white guy president, which is which isn't ideal, I know. But just the fact that there were two women behind him. Uh, one an African-American woman and then Nancy Pelosi uh, sitting behind him. That was a good visual. It was good to see him there just talking about policies, talking about what he's going to do. He's not trying to slag anyone off. Um, it was just just refreshing the whole idea of it, considering what we've gone through for the past four years. So that's the update there. Now, this week, I want to talk about um, what's called the big lie. And... It's, it's not so much that I want to talk about uh, the lie itself. I mean, obviously, I'll explain. You know, we probably know what it is, but just explain briefly what it means. But it's not so much about what it means. It's about the, the actual term itself and the, the way it's being used as branding. And I think this is critical. And there's so many aspects to it that I find interesting. So um, he, just to explain what it is, what it means first, obviously, it has to do with the 2020 election which um, you know, we all know what happened there. We, they, they had the election. Uh, because of COVID, there was a lot of uh, mail-in ballots. People, people you know, didn't want to stand in line because of COVID concerns. So there was a lot more mail-in ballots, which couldn't be counted on the day. So when the first counts came in on the day of the election, it was the uh, in-person ballots that were counted first. So it kind of looked like Donald Trump was ahead. And the thing is, everybody knew that was going to happen. It looked like he'd be ahead. He was ahead. So he jumped in and was almost claiming victory the next morning. But the fact is, the mail-in ballots 
hadn't all been counted. And as soon as they counted, Biden started coming back and coming back and coming back. And he ended up winning by seven, eight million votes in the end. He ended up winning the Electoral College, which is more important, by the exact same margin that Trump beat Hillary Clinton in 2016. And that's what happened. But of course, Trump didn't uh, ever concede defeat. In fact, he did the exact opposite. He claimed, he said, you know, he, he did this a theater of claiming victory. And then all of a sudden uh, the votes went the other way. He started saying votes were being dumped in, dumped in. There was all this talk about um, fraud and, you know, finding votes from somewhere, all this Fox News, Rudy Giuliani, they were all playing into it. Um, governors of Republican states were playing into it. There was all sorts of this talk going on. And they were saying, this has been stolen, this is suspect, which, uh, and it all culminated. And of course, in the meantime, the votes were being officially, the counts were being officially uh, verified in all states. They all got verified in each, all 50 states. So they were officially, they were locked in. And then on January 6th, there was there was supposed to be a ceremonial procedure of um, the in Congress where Mike Pence would read out the, the results and they'd um, they'd certify for, formally announce that Joe Biden was indeed the president. It was supposed to be a formality, but of course Trump had his rally. He had this um, uh, his own soundbite called "Stop the Steal." Uh, going. We'll talk a bit more about his sound bites later. He had that going on and it got to a stage where um, he, he held this rally and he whipped up the crowd. There was people coming in from all areas, Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, all his Trump supporters showed up believing the election had been stolen from them and he ended up sending them down to the Congress and there was a, a it was an insurrection. Um, they they stormed the Congress. They 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 there was, there was actually casualties on the day. They they went into the House chamber, the Senate chamber. They, they went to Nancy Pelosi's office. They stole some things, podiums, all this kind of stuff. We all know that this happened, but it's important to, um, to, to not just talk about what happened on the day, but the process that led up to it. This, this went all the way back, not only just to November, election day in November, but beyond before that, because Trump was saying that it was going to be rigged. That's his, that's his shtick. He was doing that in 2016, only he didn't expect to actually win. He was saying, oh, this is rigged, this is rigged, this is rigged. He thought he was going to win. And then all of a sudden, he won. And so everyone should have gone to him and like, well, you said it was rigged. So if it was rigged, then maybe you're not president. But no, that that, that doesn't that narrative doesn't suit him. So that's, that's what happened anyway. And eventually, this phrase started coming out. Now, I, the only American TV I generally watch here is uh, CNN. I do by, by YouTube. I get MSNBC, uh, Fox News. I try to you know keep up with what they're saying as well. But it's mostly CNN. And this phrase started uh, creeping in to what they were talking about. And instead of and they found a way of um, explaining that whole process of saying that the election was stolen, and they called it uh, the big lie. And that phrase was being used, and it was so it was a whole lot easier just to have that phrase uh, to explain the, the the entire process. And it was a great way of framing it because they have actually categorical proof, apparently, that it, that the election was not um, fixed. The well, of course, there's the fact that they brought lawsuits in the midst of all this protest. They actually brought what was it, sixty lawsuits, and one. Uh, uh, succeeded on a technicality, but the other 59 were all laughed at a court. They went to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court laughed them out. The six to three majority conservative Supreme Court laughed the protests out of court. It was just totally flatly rejected. The, the American establishment got together and said to Trump, 
You did not win. But he still hasn't given up. And he still has supporters. And that, uh, just on a side note, that argument over this big lie is is completely dividing the party at the moment. And they're kicking people out of the party now, like Liz Cheney. Um, and then you've got Mitt Romney getting booed as well uh, over this uh, this big lie. It's amazing. But anyway, like that's that's what it is anyway. Okay, but what I want to talk about is the fact that that the CNN, they so-called, I mean, they say that there's their socialist media, but they try to be as middle of the road between Democrats and Republicans as they possibly can. Um, they are calling it just that they're, they're branding as a big lie, which means that Dem- this benefit obviously benefits the Democrats, but it doesn't matter that it benefits the Democrats because it's a fact that it is a lie. So they're just, basically they're calling a spade a spade. And that's not something that the um, those mainstream media outlets generally do, but this is just so overwhelmingly uh, definite that it is a lie. They just say it. They just come out and say it. The big lie. Host after host after host comes on, and they just refer it to the big lie. And I th- I just think that's it's brilliant to see it. You don't often see it. Usually the mainstream media are trying to be like, well, we don't want to be taking sides. You know, Um, the Democrats think it's a big lie, but the Republicans say it isn't. So we, you know, we have to be fair. No, it's a big lie. That's what it is. Um, Now the Republicans, which is ironic. What's ironic about all this is that the Republicans have used sound bites forever and sound bites has been one of their most effective tools of getting their, a message across. Now, of course, their message is, is they want government to keep their hands off of uh, rich people's profits, a big corporations' profits. That's their goal. And anything that they can do to keep to get as many votes from non-rich people as they can. So they have to. They need these sound bites to keep them distracted, so that they'll say, "Look, vote for us because of this thing, uh, because we support this thing. We're really supporting the the rich people profits thing, but we want to talk. We want you talking about this, so you'll be uh, inclined to vote for us." Recently, the most famous one recently is cancel culture. I mean, cancel culture. It's this idea. Oh, Dr. Seuss wants to. Uh, they they want to cancel Dr. Seuss because he's racist. They. It's always they. They never say who they are. There's just something about. Oh, people are saying uh, the Snow White, the Kiss and Snow White movie shouldn't happen. Who are these people? I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But they they bring it up and it becomes this big issue. Oh, now they want to cancel Disney. They want to cancel Snow White. Who's next? The Little Mermaid. Bleh. And they go on about this. They've been doing this since uh, time began in politically, you know, this, uh, this, this sound by cancel culture, they have other ones. Uh, they call it pork. They say, if you, if you, if you're a, um, a congressman and you want something for your state and, and uh, there's a bill, there's a national bill and you want to, you want to persuade them to, for your vote, you say, well, listen, you know, we need a couple of state parks. We need a national parks or maybe a statue here or something there, whatever, back from my state. Um, it's called pork. And for some reason, the Republicans have spun that as if the Democrats are the only one they do that. So they go pork, 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 pork. They, and it's said on Fox News 24-7. And they're led to believe that it's only the Democrats who, who do this when it's it's all politicians have done. We have it here in Ireland. It's called parish pump politics. It's been going on forever. That's what all politicians do. Another one is um, when they try to bring in an estate tax, which basically an inheritance tax. So if you pass on your wealth, so if, if there was no tax on wealth, 
no tax on inheritance, it means that all the money would end up with just three or four families. So it's taxed to spread it a bit and to, and to, to uh, prevent that kind of monopolies. But no, 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 the, the, Demo the Republicans had to change that. So they came up with a phrase called the death tax. And they call it a death tax, death tax, death tax. That sounds like terrible. Yeah, they're taxing our death now. That's not what they're doing. There's a reason why they do it. There's a very viable economic reason why uh, inheritance should be taxed to some degree, uh, but they just called it the death tax. So there are examples of sound bites throughout the year that Republicans have used. Now, Democrats do it too, but it hasn't been as prevalent and they don't really tend to hammer it home. But this time, with the um, with the death with the death tax, hello, the um, big lie. They're they're doing it now. Trump himself, obviously, just a little side note. Trump has made the soundbite thing all his own. He's brought it to a whole new level. I mean, he switched the meaning of fake news to me to, from the the kind of thing that on Facebook they got him elected to just basically CNN and MSNBC in general, just called them all fake news. He managed to flip that for his supporters. Uh, no collusion. He just kept saying it over and over and over and over and over again. And even though it's been proven that uh, it just came out today that uh, William Barr, his attorney general, is being investigated for getting out in front of that Mueller report. Um, and it looks like uh, that, you know, that's going to come back out to be totally true, that there was collusion, that there was obstruction of justice. But everyone believed, everyone who wanted to believe, believed it. That, that he was innocent because he kept saying no collusion. And then of course, the impeachment, when there was a phone call to the Ukrainian president, he kept saying, oh, it was a perfect call, it was a perfect call. So they're very good. Um, he's been, and to be fair, to give it to give them their dues, they're very good at us. They're very good at this. Uh, Sinn Féin are good at it here in Ireland as well. But it, over in America, it's Republicans and Trump in particular have been really good at just repeating this soundbite over and over again. Here's all over the shop. Repeating the same soundbite uh, over and over again. And um, that's how they get their message across. But now um, we've got the Democrats and um, uh, going with the big lie with the mainstream media backing them up. And hopefully um, that's the start of a new trend. That's that's my overall point. Now, just one last thing on this election. Uh, they're still contesting the election. And I just heard this morning that um, Rachel Maddow uh, reported that apparently over in Arizona for the past week, couple of weeks, there's the the state, the Republican state legislature over there have hired this private company called Cyber Ninjas to re-examine the votes from the 2020 election again. And one of their um, officials was um, uh, doing an interview and explaining what they were looking for. He said they were looking for traces of bamboo in the paper. Why? Traces of bamboo? because apparently there was talk, there is suspicion that a load of ballots were dumped in from Southeast Asia, which, you know, they mean China, right? Now, they're not looking for bamboo, I don't think. They're not really doing that. But this interview was his purpose for, uh, was the whole reason for the whole thing, really, because they want the people who want to believe that the election was stolen, they'll, they'll go, ooh, bamboo that's from china and he said ballots from southeast asia hang on i heard on fox news that joe biden is is um but it oh is owned by china i mean hunter biden they said hunter biden had something to do with china so that all makes sense that all buys into it they believe it so it doesn't matter what evidence they've done it's another admittedly clever way of buying into the soundbite but at least with this phrase the big lie the um the Democrats are and, and the mainstream media are at least 
putting a barrier up. Now they now Laura Ingram tried to change to flip it, saying the big lie actually um, means uh, systemic racism, would you believe? And I would believe it. Trump himself, with his new uh, digital media platform, it's kind of a clever little trick. It's a web page where he just does all his tweets anyway. It's not on Twitter, but if you're a fan of his, you can. Um, put it to Twitter so his message gets out that way. He said uh, the big lie is actually that Biden's president. So he did, he just did the complete flip of what it meant. So they're trying, but I think they left it too late. This they, They've been saying big lie for weeks and weeks now. And it's really it's really taken hold as far as I'm concerned. So um, hopefully, uh, ho hopefully that'll stick. And hopefully that this nonsense in Arizona won't spread to any other states. Let's talk of it going to Michigan. So I just hope that doesn't happen. And one final point though, on the big lie. Um, it is good branding. I do like it. I do like the way it uh, refers to this uh, topic in particular, but I've just one tiny little niggle with it. You're gonna call this the big lie, right? If you think about that phrase, that means there's a lot of other lies too. You're saying, okay, there's lies everywhere, which there are in politics. Politics are known to lie all the time, Democrats, Republicans, whoever they are, right? So this is the big lie. So you're saying this is a big lie and we should all look at this. So are you telling us we should just ignore all the little lies as well? Just forget about it? Like if I had a more sophisticated thing, I'd pipe in a bit of Fleetwood Mac here saying sweet little lies, um, but, I, but, I'm, but I'm not going to. Um, but that's my question. Like, the big lie is fine, and I like it, and it frames this really well, and it's very important that we put this branding on it. But just one little go leaveaway point. Don't forget all the little lies as well. Don't for, don't don't say don't make this issue. Um, don't let that issue make you forget everything else they're saying as well, because you've got to take. You know, I'm not saying you don't believe anything they say, but you got to be wary of what's motivating what they're saying. That's my point. Right. Excuse me, holding that coffin for a while. Okay, that's me for this week. Hopefully next week I'll have a better haircut and I won't even have to talk about it and I won't be coughing and I won't be doing any of that stuff. Thanks for tuning in. This has been um, First Person Plural. My name is Jeff Pagano. I am nothing. We are everything.